Sup, babes. Welcome to the Florida Woman Podcast. If you've come looking for salacious content, fresh, weird Florida crimes, or other various uh, pieces of filth and garbage, you've come to exactly the right place. Now, before we get started, I just want to pop a quick little CW on this. That stands for content warning. You know why? It's about dead kids. That's why. So if you don't want to listen about dead kids, then stop right here and tune in to our mini-sode that's coming at you on Friday because that'll just be regular fun stuff about like meth heads and alligators and all that cool fun stuff. The stuff that we love about America's most beautiful, sunniest state. But today's episode is about a tragedy that happened in Florida that involves a dead kid. So, you know, if you feel like you needed to be warned about that kind of content, consider yourself warned. Also, I'd like to say this is part two, part two in our series on Adam Walsh. There's a whole part one. It's a whole, like, I think hour and 20 minute long episode that goes through all of the, like, the setup, the details, who's who, where's where, um, what are the concepts, what are the ideas, and then now in this episode we're getting into the nitty gritty, the mechanics, who done it, essentially. So, without further ado, let's play that theme music and get on into it. All right, guys, let's go. the investigation so remember i told you that the security guard thing was sort of true but not all the way true yes so it came out that the security guard from the sears the one who kicked the children out on the curb was 17 he was seven she was 17 she was an untrained 17 year old girl named kathy schaefer oh no just some fucking girl that they didn't even bother training teenager literally underage god damn it dude. and like this is this is a funny little tidbit. So, um, I guess the group of boys in the group of boys, there were two black kids and two white kids, including Adam. The boys fighting over the Atari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the security guard presumed that the black kids and the white kids didn't like come together. Oh. So, <laughs> so I said that they kicked them all out. At, yeah. Like together. Yeah. But actually, what happened was, um. She kicked the black kids out the east entrance. What? And, and gave the white kids the fucking boot outside the south entrance. What the fuck, man? I know. Dude. Kathy. Kathy. Um, Shit. Yeah. So he was standing outside of the south entrance. I wonder what happened to that other white kid. Like, he just walked home, I guess. Or yeah, I guess so. Walked back in the mall. or I mean, he, was, he was older, yeah. 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 So um, Sears didn't want this getting out, of course. Didn't want the story getting out? Well, didn't want the fact that they had an untrained 17-year-old girl working oh, as yeah. their security guard who was kicking black kids out one entrance and white kids out the other <laughs> Yeah, makes sense. To come to life, right? Makes sense. Or come yep. to light, excuse uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. No one came to life that day. Nope. Only the opposite. Uh, so um, anyway, nonetheless, the Walsh family sues Sears right before the statute of limitations runs out. That's mm-hmm. two years after Adam is kidnapped in 1981. So in they sue in 83. Yeah. Apparently for negligence and wrongful death, which I, I think they're right to do. Um, 
Anyway, it did come to light that Sears, with its fancy game displays and like Mm -hmm. newfangled, cool new Atari things and toy towers and fucking video game kiosks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of that was attracting kids to congregate there. Yeah. And Sears knew that it was also attracting pedophiles. pedophiles. Yes. This is what I said earlier on. They were aware of these guys. They knew them by face. Wow. They, They knew which guys would come to sort of loiter in the toy department and that they had to sort of shoo away. Like, ah, oh, it's that guy again. Shoo him the it. fuck out of here. Ugh. I know. So they were aware that this was basically a pedophile green light. Spiderweb. Uh-huh. Literally, the little fucking flies run, the little kids or the gnats running into it. And there's like eight spiders running around Honestly. grabbing all the kids. Yeah. Ugh. So, um... Walsh's attorney said, I had to hear from police that potential child molesters may have been frequenting the toy department during that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? Mm. When we go to Target and I'm looking for baseball cards, Mm -hmm. I often like they switch up where they put the baseball cards every once in a Mm -hmm. while. So I will have to wander through the toy mm-hmm. aisles, and I always feel like you feel weird. I feel so weird when you're with me. The... Do you feel weird? Because I've done not that when I'm with you. Yeah, it no, makes not... a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, we look like a yeah. cute young couple shopping mm-hmm. for a toy for our non-existent kid. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but but just you. When it's just me, I'm like, uh, I'm just looking for baseball cards. I'm like going really quick, like not looking at any of the kids. <laughs> I'm not looking at kids. I'm looking at baseball cards. <laughs> Which ironically probably makes me look aisle. more suspicious. <laughs> I'm not looking for kids. I'm not looking at kids. I'm just looking for baseball cards. <laughs> I'm an adult man. I like baseball cards. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh, um, anyway, John Walsh is then quoted as saying, my kid wouldn't have been outside in the parking lot if it wasn't for Sears. So I have every right to sue Sears. Yeah. Sears, meanwhile, alleged contributory negligence on the part of Reve because she did like go to a different aisle and leave her kid there. Uh, yeah. And John, yeah, so basically... I don't think so, man. I know, that's really harsh, but it's yeah. it's a corporation versus a family. What do you think yeah. is going to happen? Yeah, exactly. The corporation is going to throw the entire textbook at them. Yeah. They're going to pull out all the stops. They have exactly. more money even than just like a middle upper middle class They're going to be a disgusting, money-grubbing yeah. piece of shit about it. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Shark. They did just that. Yes. So. The litigation would have aired all of the dirty laundry of the family, including like John's affairs, Ray's affair with Dudley, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. like every area of their personal life would be scrutinized. And it was only two years after their kid went missing publicly. Mm -hmm. So uh, they would get everything in the kitchen sink thrown at them by Sears. Of course. um, Dragged through the mud publicly. And so they basically just got drowned by Sears and they yeah, that's what were happens. also like getting some laws passed at the time in honor of Adam. And so they yeah. decided to just drop the lawsuit and yeah. focus on that. But yeah. it's sad. I feel like they should have been able to sue Sears and Sears yeah. is being I bad. I mean, yucky. you should at least be able to, if you leave, I mean, even if you do leave your kid alone in the grocery store yeah, or the department store or whatever, you sh- there's a reasonable expectation that that kid should still be inside the fucking department store. Yeah. And you turn around five out. minutes later. Yeah. yeah. So who killed Adam? Right? Yeah. We got three suspects. Okay. First of them was Dudley, right? Well, four if you count Dudley. Okay, but right, they right. ruled him out. I mean, they, they put him through the ringer, but ultimately yeah. there was just absolutely He had an nothing. alibi. Yeah. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, one, 
someone named Edward Harold James. And this made me laugh because I think you made a joke on a different episode about how if you're a white guy with three names. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Yeah. You sound yeah. like a, a presidential assassin yes, or that's a, right. yeah. a famous serial child murderer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, that's right. Edwin Harold James. Yep. That's his name. So well, I got alarm bells going off I know. already. He was working construction in Pompano Beach at the time. Mm-hmm. And on November 17th, 1981, so mm-hmm. same year, four months after Adam is murdered, mm-hmm. he's arrested for abducting a little girl. Oh. Sort of. He thought he was abducting a little boy. What? Weird. She was only three. He uh, tells police, this is his story. He tells police that he was cruising around looking for an apartment to lease. Just cruising. Just looking. Just cruising. Um, when he heard a strange noise behind his hubcap, so he stops his car to check it out with the car door open, and it is at that time that a child runs into the back seat of his car and sits there. <laughs> um, so uh-huh. he takes her for ice cream. Oh, let's, yeah, this, yeah, this all makes sense. Right. Yeah. One thing leading to another. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> understandable story. Mm-hmm. Well, since you're here. <laughs> yeah. Since you're here, we can do some stuff. Do you like concretes? Like, <laughs> you like f- frosties? You like a frosty? A freezy? You ever been to Dairy Queen? Um. So then he noticed a vehicle following him. So he stopped his vehicle and he let the child out. <laughs> fuck 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 get yeah. out basically what happened is someone saw him take saw a kid him take and started a kid. following yeah, him exactly. yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah so he's arrested for that and then he confesses to his cellmate in jail that in the summer of 1981 he took a six year old from a mall in Hollywood and did bets up stuff to him and dumped him in a canal <sighs> so the only problem with this the, by the way why the fuck would you confess that to your cellmate they all do they all do every one of them does you wanna know why? why criminals are stupid largely yeah. they have poor impulse control and they yeah. can't shut the fuck up i know yeah yeah that's also why they can't control themselves from committing crimes yeah so the only so he confessed this, to it yeah he confessed yeah. to it all right but, but so he did a lot been... of other people nathan okay all right yeah. go ahead yeah this is just like john bonnet like literally everybody everyone wanted under credit the sun confessed to her murder so many people so Holy many shit. people confessed to her murder. <laughs> That's Insane. so stupid. People will literally do anything to be famous. Yeah. That's horrible. So, um, or they're like, even worse, they're fantasizing that they did do it. They like, wish they did. The world is full of creeps. Yeah. So the only problem with this is that um, he confessed to Adam's murder in 1983, mm-hmm. right after the TV movie Adam aired. Oh, so who so, knows if he watched yeah. it. And- yeah, and we get a lot of false confessions in this right, case. Right, right. So, like, you know, they people, okay, people falsely confess a lot for, like, kind of what you said, like, impulse control, low IQ, mm-hmm. don't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. But also to get attention. Also, if they think it's going to make them look tougher or something or scare their... But stuff. in jail... I know, it makes them look worse. They're going to get... You're going to yeah. get killed in jail. Or maybe it's a death wish to get killed in jail. Yeah, maybe just kill me. Yeah, or, just do, do it. Yeah. I think more often it's to get little field trips, honestly. Think about it. They're in jail. They are so fucking bored. Maybe they're even in solitary. Well, not if they're confessing to a cellmate, but you know what I yeah. mean. 
And if they confess to something or say that they saw something or know something about a case, oh, they get to go back to court. They get to they, like, they get to go do places. something exciting. They get to go to the crime scene. They get to go to the <sighs> lawyer's office. They get to like have a meal on the road. They get to take a little trip in a car. I mean, I, you know, they're bored. I'm just saying, abs. There is nothing in the fucking world that you could offer me that would get me to voluntarily confess of course. to stealing having sex with and killing a child yeah 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 so just nothing strangely yeah an incident now we don't this man is still unidentified okay yeah this man i'm about to tell you about it yeah. could be um edward harold james he was in florida at the time mm-hmm. it could have been it also could have been our other two suspects as well. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. But a similar incident to Adams happened on October 12th, 1981. So just a few months after. Outside of a mall, again a mall uh-huh. in Orlando, mm-hmm. a man takes an eight-year-old, this is weird, mm-hmm. girl again, mistaken for a boy. Something going on with like haircuts at the moment? Where like, I, Yeah, she had like, I mean. All these like pedophiles were like, oh, dang. Yeah. So but it's weird because I think maybe it could have been Edward Harold James since he also took a little girl that he thought was a boy. We know that already. Yeah, that's and, weird. And Adam sort of had shaggy hair as well. Oh, you mean like this could possibly, ha- this unidentified man could have been Edward Harold James? It could have James? been, yeah. They, I mean, don't you think that's a little odd that... It would just mean that he was bad at identifying boys and girls, I, I think. Mean, yeah. 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 But it's like, that's kind of a big detail. I mean, it's kind of an oxymoron to say big detail, but... No. I mean, that, it makes sense to me. It's strange. It for is strange. two men in the same era, in the same state, to be stealing little girls that look like boys and thinking that they were boys and then being like, ah, fuck. So did the, did the girl make it? Well, so... It was an eight-year-old girl in a baseball uniform, which okay. is also sus because Adam was also was a baseball a ba- yeah, player yeah. Um, who was mistaken for a boy mm-hmm. from the mall to his car after promising her that he had books about Saturn in there when he <laughs> noticed her reading books about outer space and she, Whoa. quote, wanted to get a good grade on her science project. Oh, so that's... she went with him. God. She was with an 18-year-old sibling at the time at the mall who unfortunately did not notice. Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, the child was, you can bleep this out, the child was sodomized. Um, but luckily, someone in front of the man in the car uh, ran a red, forcing him to step on the brakes really abruptly. Uh-huh. And it got gave her enough time to open the door and run out of the car. Good. Because it was stopped. Um, so she runs out of the vehicle, pants at her ankles, and barefoot. Jesus fucking Christ. So dude. her name is Gina Garcia, and she's worth talking about because she's still alive. Yeah, she and made it. And she made it. Um, she's still struggling with what happened to her, of unfortunately. Course. This is the kind of thing, this is, again, why, why I'm so irate about the one in your family. It's yeah. like, it ruins your life forever. It ruins these kids' lives. You, you ruined their life. You're taking their whole life and their brain and their heart and their ability to connect with people, any joy they could possibly have, a fucking good night's sleep for the rest, rest of, their, of life, their life, and you're shattering it into a thousand pieces. Yeah. 
It's it's not just the fact that you're a sick, disgusting fucking cretin who gets off on on destroying the something innocent and beautiful. Yeah. It's also that like you've you've killed that person from the inside and yeah. they're and if they make it if they make it to be a healthy person yeah if they don't the fucking commit suicide from what they you did, had to put into that yeah. is just Herculean. Yeah, yeah it's it almost never happens that yeah. they can fully put themselves back together yeah, yeah. absolutely so similar to like Gina's story, um, mm-hmm. she did end up being a college softball star. Hey, um, good for you! But she self-identifies as being self-destructive. She dropped. Yeah. She ended up dropping out of her college where she was playing softball, yeah. and she joined the military. Yeah. Quote: Anytime I was pulling ahead, I would self-destruct. She said, "I would do things unintentionally to destroy myself." I couldn't look at someone in the eye and being heavy, she said, was a way yeah. to protect myself. I wanted to kind of be invisible. Man, so she left the military as a disabled vet due to a sports injury at 23. Oh, man. Then she opened up a bicycle shop in Orlando. Oh, that's nice. Um, after a string of break-ins, though, to her shop and like vandalisms, she was sent spiraling back with a wave of debilitating flashbacks to her childhood trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quote, I literally thought I was going crazy. I couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't function. I kept seeing his face, she said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she added that she also Catatonia, was Catatonia, I believe mm-hmm, is what that's called. By phantom smells and tastes. Uh, and yeah. she said, quote, I thought I was losing my mind, no. but it had nothing to do with the break-ins. It had everything to do with the abduction. Yeah. That kind of trauma literally rearranges your brain. Yeah. So you can't function normally. Oh, by the way, if anyone listening to this has had... Actually, if... No, I was going to say, if anyone listening to this has had any sort of, like, situation that they're healing from, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, no, you know what? Everyone should read this book. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's oh, by yes. Bessel van der Kolk. Yes. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. It's an easy read. It's not, like, tough to get through. Yeah. But it is all about basically what Gina's going through and mm-hmm. how to heal from that. Yeah. Amazing. So she went on to write and direct a movie about her life and her experience oh, called wow. Untold. And it went to some film festivals and stuff. Good for her. And um, she and John Wal- Walsh have been in connection regarding the similarities of her case to Adams. Yeah. And uh, John Walsh believes that whoever took Gina... Still unidentified. ...is Adams' killer. Whoever... Wow. Whether it was the guy that they closed Adams' case on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or... Or if they got the wrong guy, whoever took Gina took Adam. That's what John Walsh is convinced he of. So interesting. Um, I, she's I now f- why stuff probably even got more it. details than we know yeah, than sure, we sure, should sure, be sure. allowed to know. Yeah. Um, she's forty eight. She lives on the Gulf Coast, and she's in a relationship with a lady. And nice. she's the CEO of a micro scooter brand, Tricaro, Tricaro, Tricaro. Awesome. Sorry, sorry, Miss <laughs> cool. Garcia. I don't know. No, it sounds great. Um, she also created the Untold Project, a charity to help survivors of sexual PTSD trauma safely tell their own stories. Yes. Good yeah. for her. Hero. Hero. Totally overcame insurmountable odds. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she she's also became she was put into contact with Wonder Woman director. Um, I forget her first name, but Jenkins, something Jenkins. Oh, dude, I don't fucking Whatever. know. I don't, yeah, I don't either. That shit. Yeah. And she asked her to, I guess she sort of turned into a mentor and she asked her to direct her movie. Mm. And Jenkins responded, Absolutely not. You have to tell your story. You need to direct it. Oh, Garcia good said, answer, I'd say. argued that she's not a director. And Jenkins says, You will be when you're done. Yep, that's and I good just advice. I thought that was 
so beautiful and so true and so special and wow. Yeah, it is advice. true. It is true. Yeah. Wow. You're not now, but you will be when you're done with the movie. Um, you'll, you'll learn it. I watched a, uh, I think it was, I think it was Martin Scorsese talking about how to become a director. Mm. And he was like, uh, take a camera, point it at your friends, get them to say some words, uh, turn the camera off, take the film and put it on something you can play. Congratulations, you're a director. Yeah, you I see mean, what I mean? Truly, it's, yeah. it's that. It is yeah. your decision to believe in yourself and call yourself a director that makes you a director. Absolutely. Yes. So inspiring, actually. Or whatever you want to be. Yeah. So you I know, a policeman, uh, the president of the United States. <laughs> so um, anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. But I did want to tell you about Gina Garcia and just sort of the ripple effect that these these crimes have yeah. on people, even the people that survive, oh that get it's away miraculously. Horrendous, horrendous what this kind of thing does to people. So then yes. there's the Jeffrey Dahmer theory. The what? The Jeffrey Dahmer theory? Yep. Get out. Yeah. A lot of people believe this. What? Mm-hmm. So in 2007. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was named an official suspect in Adam Walsh's murder. How? I thought he was in Milwaukee. Well, not in 1981. <laughs> Fucking apparently not. He was, he was in Hollywood, Florida? Yep. Shit. Yeah, so... What was he doing? Um... Jeffrey Dahmer, as you just said, was arrested in Wisconsin in 1991 after killing more than a dozen men and boys. Mm -hmm. Dahmer's father even called America's Most Wanted, John Walsh's no show, way. and said that he believed that his son was a pedophile. Shit, dude. And may have had something to do with the disappearance of his son. Oh, my God. So... Anyway, um... That's insane. Jeffrey fucking Dahmer? Dahmer was living in Miami Beach uh -huh. at the time of Walsh's murder. Well, he was living on the beach, too. In Miami Beach, on Miami Beach. He was wow. sleeping on the beach. He was a homeless guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he... So after his photo was released on national television in 1991, two eyewitnesses call authorities claiming to have seen him in the Hollywood Mall on the day Adam taken no way yes one claimed to have seen a strange man walking into the toy department the other said that they saw a young blonde man with a protruding chin throw a struggling child into a blue van and speed off jesus so fucking christ it dude. should be noted that during the initial questioning of witnesses in the parking lot that day that mm -hmm. police did um police suspected that whoever took adam was driving a blue van jesus christ yeah so soon everyone in the like greater Miami area who had a blue van was being called to the oh police department God. for questioning uh, yeah. about the boy's disappearance. Yeah. But um, so the blue van thing could have been printed in a newspaper. So the witness could have like gotten that detail sort of like imprinted in their brain from right, like, reading right. something and yeah. then conflating it with actually seeing it or whatever. But, and you know, eyewitness testimony is like insanely unreliable right yeah like insanely like it's mostly garbage yes it is yeah. um but i still think that in fact it's not admissible in court I don't yeah it, it's not admissible yeah, yeah. just mm -hmm. like a lie detector test mm -hmm. unadmissible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i just thought it was worth mentioning that two people two unconnected people did call and after seeing say that his they face saw that say, That's same the guy, guy that i saw jesus christ um dude. so at the time, he was living on the beach, but he was working 
at a place called Sunshine Subs. Sandwich <laughs> he shop. He was like a delivery guy. Great. Um, and yeah, so he was working that day and Sunshine Subs mm-hmm. did have a blue van. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. But the owner of Sunshine Subs said mm-hmm. that Dahmer specifically was not permitted to drive the van because he was, because <laughs> Such he, a quote, creep. drank alcohol. Oh, wow. Well, he did. Yeah. He fucking was, he was a booze hound. Yeah. And he was like, God, he, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even think about Jeffrey Dahmer too much because he freaks me the fuck out, dude. <laughs> yeah. But how insane would that be to have the probably the highest profile serial killer mm-hmm. in in American like Up popular until that point, yeah, yeah, popular culture. Maybe Ted Bundy, but yeah, yeah, shit, mm-hmm. be connected to this nationally known case mm-hmm. of a kid going missing in 1981. In See, Florida. here's the thing: I thought that he was attracted to like. Young, I mean, I knew he was attracted to young men. I didn't know that he was a pedophile, too. Well, of course he was, of, though. I kind of, of course. Yeah, um, just throw that on top I of mean, everything else. I mean, imagine being his father and his dad. Like, if your dad says that about oh, you, that he man. suspects that you're a pedophile, you're a fucking pedophile. Then you're probably a pedophile. Yeah. But to be to to your point, you're right. Um, yeah. His youngest victims were fourteen. He, right, right. Youngest known victims. We're 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there is quite a difference between 6 and 14. Yeah. Like, and I guess common wisdom suggests that pe- depraved people have like a, a range that they prefer. Right, but right. But that's not to say that they don't go outside of that range every once in a while. <laughs> um, he tried to turn a guy into a zombie. Did you know that? He like tried Excuse to inject. Me? He tried. He took a needle and he like stuck it in this guy's head and he like filled it with like windshield wiper fluid or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah, the little yeah to try and yeah to try and like lobotomize him, and turn got, him into just away. like a, a robot. This is the one that got away though. I think it was, a, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, there's flight risk. There's one kid who got away, yeah. and he found that he was running naked down the streets, yeah, and he in found the, snow. the yeah in the snow, and he found the Milwaukee police, yes. and he was like, "Help! Help! Help! I'm being kept by a madman! Like, yeah. he's he's like raping me!" He was and they were like, "Oh, these guys, they're these boyfriends gays. having a having a domestic dispute." I know how fucking terrifying. Oh my god, the fucking donut munching fucking Ugh. Keystone cops, and you're like, "Please help! Jeffrey Dahmer's trying to kill and eat me." <laughs> And, and they're me, like, oh, you two having an argument. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Disgusting. fucked up. Um, this, is a, this is a rough one, babe. Yeah, it's this, a rough episode. Yeah. So, um, oh, another point for it being Dahmer is that, in case you forgot, his modus operandi was severing heads. <gasps> is that right? Yeah. He's the heads in the freezer guy, like Bundy? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, Adam's head yeah. was found. So, anyway, uh, kind of lines up. Not, not um, Dahmer oh, was God, interviewed so about Adam Walsh in 1992, and mm-hmm. Dahmer has always repeatedly denied his involvement in the crime, even stating, quote, I've told you everything, how I killed them, how I cooked them, who I ate. Why Jesus. Would- <laughs> Why wouldn't Fuck. I tell you if I did it to someone else? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty proud about it. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like... I, I get why Jeffrey Dahmer, if he didn't do it, like he said everything he's ever done. Yeah. 
on TV. Like he's yeah. gone and like talked about it with like Katie Couric or whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, In fact, I would think that he would probably exaggerate more stuff that he exactly. did if like instead of the reverse being true, like hiding some stuff, I think he would probably tell right. e- even more than maybe actually happened. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so I think that he, um, yeah, I, be- I think I believe, ugh, believe Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> when he says Jeffrey he didn't, Dahmer. yeah, believe Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer when he says he didn't do it. I do too. Weirdly, I also believe the other guy who confessed in prison. Yeah. Well, I think he did do it because why the fuck would you confess if you weren't like, if you are Jeffrey Dahmer, everybody knows everything you did already. Yeah. So you might as well confess to it. Yeah. If you're that fucking guy. And he guy, wanted to die. So. Yeah. He's, he, just, he's just, come on, just shoot me in the fucking head. Yeah. So yeah. just tell as many ones as you can. Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. So it, it would literally be no skin off his back. Ba- <laughs> that phrase, <laughs> okay, that phrase okay. doesn't work when you're talking about this guy. Um, so let me tell you about a little Florida man named Otis Tool. Ooh, okay. do too. So he do tell. <laughs> tutu, tuta, tada. <laughs> he was born on March fifth, nineteen forty-seven, in Jacksonville, Florida. And to put it mildly, he had a disturbed home life. Okay. Uh-huh. His mother was a Christian extremist who dressed him up in girls' clothes and made him go to school with ringlet curls. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Not a good um, start. His dad was a violent drunk who beat him and sexually abused him. His Even older, worse start. His older sister also molested him. Oh, great. Yeah. Throughout his life. And his grandmother was a Satanist. What? Who used him to rob graves for body parts, for satanic rituals. Are you serious? I mean, that's in every piece of research and evidence that I found. It Holy shit. his grandmother's satanic practice and how she used to drag him out of bed to go rob graves for her rituals. This is a regular family circus. I know. Holy shit, dude. So he dropped out of school in the ninth grade and he had an IQ of 75. Uh-huh. Um... So by his teens, he was working as a prostitute, and he was also... Jesus, this guy's life is fucked. I know. God damn. I know. He couldn't have had less of a chance. No, not at all. Yeah. 75 IQ. Yep. Fucking his family is the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He gets sent to school wearing a dress with ringlet curls every single day by his (laughs) insane mother. And yeah. beat the shit out of and fucking touched by his by two different family members. I know. A boy and a girl. A dad Jesus. and a sister. So depraved. So oh my God. um so he's working as a prostitute by age and Not to mention the Satanist grandmother and the body parts. I mean, oh, let's just like throw the, that on top. Yeah. She's like the least of his problems at this point. <laughs> um Holy so, shit. Uh he also was a firebug and he loved setting fire to abandoned houses of which there were many in jacksonville at the time because jacksonville was originally like sort of this wealthy victorian era like it had a lot of beautiful mansions and stuff and Uh then by the time he was growing up in like the 60s it was all bombed out and just a big piece of shit and no one lived in there and everything so um firebug yeah and and he recalls that fires sexually aroused him so there's just Great. a lot going on here Great. for Otis Tool. Good um, God. He claims that he murdered his first person at the age of 14 when a traveling salesman pro- uh, propositioned him for sex. He ran the man over with his car and killed him. Wow. 
So um, from the late 1960s up until the mid-70s, mm-hmm. Tool hitchhiked around the country, um, but always drifted back to Jacksonville, uh, supporting himself through panhandling and prostitution. So in 1976, Tool met a man who would change his life forever at a soup kitchen in Jacksonville. He met a man named Henry Lee Lucas, who was also an ex-con, who had done time for killing his own mother in 1960. Three names. Three names. Three names. Wow. Thusly, a loathsome partnership was born. The two men became lovers. Oh, great. And for the next several years, they roamed the country committing murders and stuff. Oh. Like a little gay man's murder so spree. So romantic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. That's so couples sweet. couples free for all. Jesus Christ. So although the two were very close and usually committed their they murders just, together. They just went around yeah. committing murders? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Please continue. Um, so <laughs> in 1983, Tool, still a firebug that he is, um, was caught burning down a Jacksonville house of a 64-year-old occupant, a man that he claimed to be romantically involved with. Yeah. And he was sentenced to 20 years in prison because he killed the man inside of fire. Yes. He lit a fire in the man's house and let the man burn alive. killed him. So he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. um, And he also had like a rap sheet that was just forever long. Yeah, right. Um, Petty crimes and stuff. He Uh wasn't caught for any murders to that date. Yeah. After their arrests, oh, Lucas was also arrested in Texas for something, like uh-huh. honestly stupid, like a firearms possession. And then he just started confessing all this other shit that he had done. Um, so Tool Jesus. and Lucas both began doing something now that they became famous for. And it wasn't murdering, although they did do that too. But it was something that they became even more known for, which was confessing to hundreds of murders all over the United States. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. So... Authorities in different parts of the country were like eager to close some cold cases, and so they just gobbled up like oh they just said pile them on. Well, yeah, they're like oh you're gonna confess to this. Oh, it looks like this thing. Cross it off. Uh, yep. It's you. So case closed. Uh, oh, okay. Um, oh, it looks like what you're saying is this other thing. Cross that yeah, off. Case exactly. Closed. Exactly. Oh man, it's a yeah. good day for our department. I mean, they're just <laughs> yeah. closing all these yeah, cold 100%. cases. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, great record for them. Um, They're very eager to just take them on their word that they did some stuff. So they confessed to like 200 murders. Uh Um, I don't know about Lucas. I didn't look this up, but Tool was only ever convicted of six. So um, the the couple also claimed to be members of a satanic cult. Listen. Called Hand of Death. Hand of Death. Hand of Death. And this was cool in name. the mid eighties, right? Mm-hmm. It's this this is the satanic it's panic. It's a satanic panic. This is why I brought in this topic with Adam Walsh yeah. because this is one of his most primarily suspected murderers. Who claimed to be part of a satanic cult. Yeah. This is so wild. This is do you think I do you think any such thing as the hand of death actually exists? No, I actually I don't, don't think so. I think it's the way these things happen. They're memes. They're mm-hmm. viral ideas. They get stuck in your head. And then because you've heard of it, you now apply it to yourself mm-hmm. and perpetuate it and you sort of make yourself believe that you've done it. That's how the whole thing works. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fantastical tales of like cannibalism and cult sacrifice 
have never been corroborated. They've never been proved. Substantiated. Substantiated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not the only one who has this opinion. I just think the likely truth is that Otis and Henry Lee were just like deadbeat, low level, like low life criminals who committed like a lot of rapes and like a few murders. But honestly, they weren't. They, they, they weren't, weren't committing two hundred murders across the right. country, they and the they weren't prolific a serial killers. Cult they said that, hand yeah. Of death. yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Especially, I mean, come on, guys, seventy-five IQ. I know that's dumb as shit. Dumb as a box of rocks. That is dumb as a bag of hammers. <laughs> it's really bad. So fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So in May 1984, mm-hmm. Tool was found guilty and sentenced to death for that arson murder in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um. The death sentence was later changed to life in prison, mm-hmm. I guess, because, like, I don't know, because they wanted to keep him around because he was confessing to all this shit, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, so he was eventually found guilty of six additional murders in Florida, and he was mm-hmm. given, like, six life sentences. Um, Henry Lee Lucas was convicted of 11, oh, 11, okay, I did find out, 11 murders, um, and he received the death penalty in Texas. So... Um, Lucas's sentence was, this is weird. Yeah. Oh, wait, cut this out, actually, because I just said that. I just okay. said that. Okay. In, on uh, September 15th, 1996, Otis Elwood Tool died from cirrhosis in a Florida prison at age 49. Oh, my God. And, yeah, um, Henry Lee Lucas died uh, before his execution. I think he was killed by a by a fellow inmate um, in prison in 2001 at the age of 64. Wow. So on December 16th, 2008, Hollywood police chief Chadwick E. Wagner announced that... Chadwick Wagner? The abduction and murder of Adam Walsh uh-huh. had been solved. Okay. what's What were the findings? Otis Toole. Otis Toole did it? Yeah. The guy who was famous for confessing to every murder that was possibly put in front of him? They just wanted to close the case. Honestly. Oh man! I mean, I mean, listen. I, think he I understand. Provided the most evidence. You think so? Yeah, but just a year before, Dahmer was named an official suspect. So it's I like they were entertaining all these possibilities. I can't believe that. Yeah. Jeffrey fucking Dahmer was in the same goddamn area. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So let me just tell you about Tool's confession, right? So, Tool said that he lured Adam into his white 1971 Cadillac. So that'd be mm-hmm. different than the blue van, blue van but yeah. whatever. Um, so with promises of toys and candy, okay. classic, mm-hmm. he then proceeded to drive north on I-95 toward Jacksonville. And we do know that the body was found at 130 miles north. That's right. Going towards Jacksonville. That's right. So um, According to Tool, Adam was compliant and quiet at first, which also kind of links up with what his parents said about about him. him. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when he realized that they were going in the wrong direction, began to panic, uh, Tool punched him in the face to get him to stop panicking, (laughs) knocked him (laughs) unconscious. Um, When he realized that Adam was still breathing, he strangled him with a seatbelt and then dragged him out of the car and then decapitated him with a machete. Oh my God, dude. He claimed that he initially stole Adam because he wanted to make Adam his adopted son, but then later on the highway deemed that was not feasible. 
<laughs> so I guess I turning around and kicking him out of the car wasn't an option. Nah. You had the fucking strength. Oh my so God. he also stated that he drove around with Adam's severed head for several days because he, quote, forgot about it. Ugh. And then he eventually remembered and then tossed it in a nearby canal. Oh my God. So dude, this is the thing bad. that I was saying this is so bad. about the Holy head shit. being tossed just a day or two before they found it. Yeah. It was likely that if it was Tool, then he lines it up perfectly because he's saying, yeah, I chopped his head off, but then it was, I forgot about it. In my, it was in my car and I just forgot. So I just drove I around mean, with it for yeah, a few Yeah, and he, he is apparently medically a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I believe that he would do something along yeah. those lines. <sighs> so um, the, the source of blood found... In his car. Ugh, I fucking hate this, man. I know. Could Oof. not be... A, so let's just get through it. So Tool um, was never charged while he was alive mm-hmm. in Adam's case. Mm-hmm. He did provide like seemingly accurate descriptions as to how he committed the crime and like stuff about where the head would be and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, Netflix's show Confession Tapes mm. um, does show footage of him being fed information from investigators. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. He ultimately recanted his confession, and then he canted, and then he recanted, and then he... He was just famous (laughs) for I can't. I recant. (laughs) I can't. I recant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and therefore it was just tossed as unreliable. Like, yeah. we don't know what to do with this. We're not going to charge you with it. Because you keep saying you did it, and then you keep saying that you're just kidding, or that you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um... Especially because they, Tool and Lucas had already implicated themselves in, in so many yeah, other, so many other unrelated crimes. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. later recanted or didn't of do course, or whatever. Of course, of course. So, um, according to police, Tool had been a suspect in the case since 1983. Yeah, they did suspect him, and they were kind of following him. But yeah. um, he, so he originally said that it was Lucas. So they committed the crime together. Lucas mm-hmm. decapitated Adam. Lucas backed the confession that oh yeah that's what happened Mm because remember lucas is in a jail in texas and tool is in a jail in florida yeah yeah yeah. but then after the investigators fucking checked the record book and discover that lucas was actually in prison in texas at the time yeah tool changes his story saying that he actually did it by himself and that Um, he actually oh i forgot it was just me and that actually i decapitated him and that he abducted Adam from a Sears uh, parking lot to and lured him with candy yeah, and toys. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just a jumble. Like, who do you? How do you? Who do Honestly, you believe? Like, what's going on here? That wasn't the original story. I mean, I can. I'll pick my suspects. Yeah. I think that it was the first guy. I still think that. Mm. Um, for some reason, that just feels right to me. Mm. I don't have any evidence, and mm. I'm not a judge or a juror or a lawyer or a policeman. So you're going with Edward Harold James. It seems right to me. If you're white and you have three names, you're going to be a fucking <laughs> criminal. If you're <clears throat> any other race, you're going to be like a famous actor or like a <laughs> or like a like like Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I just it, it, that story seemed the most plausible to me for some yeah. reason, and it, it might be what you said that he was actually both suspect number one and two at the same time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I don't believe, uh, Edward James Olmos or what was his name? <laughs> Sorry, the last one. Oh, uh, Otis Tool. Otis Tool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, Edward James Olmos. <laughs> uh, I don't believe I don't believe Otis Tool. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. And also Jeffrey Dahmer. I weirdly do believe Jeffrey Dahmer. And he, Jeffrey Dahmer said he didn't do it. Yeah, he said he yeah. didn't do it. Um, yeah. Jesus, what a tragedy! This has been so fucking rough. That poor, poor kid. Those poor, poor parents. Yeah. Um, my God, my God. So the case is closed as of 2008, 27 cool. years later. Okay. They're like, it's Otis Tool. He's yeah. already dead. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it made the whole thing really complicated because after arresting Otis in 1983, they did find his Cadillac abandoned in a Jacksonville parking lot. Jacksonville again. Mm-hmm. They searched the car with uh, Luminol, which is a chemical agent yeah, yeah, used it's to the, identify. You know, yeah. CSI, crime mm-hmm. scene stuff. The presence mm-hmm. of blood. Mm-hmm. The carpets and the floorboards lit up positive. They didn't have the technology at the time to like DNA Figure out who's it was, who's it was mm-hmm. or if it was even a human versus an animal. I mean, it was right. a human for sure. Yeah, he totally. killed people. But, yeah. you know, they just, they can't tell. So mm-hmm. um, then uh, many people, including uh, Miami Beach police detective Joe Matthews, who was on the case, and John Walsh, reportedly believe that one of the photos taken of the floor of the car shows an outline of Adam's face in blood. Because, you know, his head was in there. Nah. Yes, so, I get um, it. Fuck. Others have expressed doubt. Jesus. Um, quote, but, it, but is it really here. Adam or is it the forensics equivalent of the Virgin Mary on a grilled cheese sandwich? The Broward, yeah, Broward right. Palm Beach, New York Times. Right, Time, exactly. New York Times. Broward Palm Beach, New Times. It would be funny if the Broward Palm Beach newspaper was <laughs> the Broward Palm Beach, New, New York, York Times. <laughs> That's really funny. What a scam. What a Jesus, like, little I'm glad, I'm glad we could laugh about fucking something. <laughs> yeah. This is so dark. Fuck me. Uh, yeah, but John it. Walsh really does think that that crime scene photo is a uh, is of his son's face on the carpet. Yeah. Um, I Here's what I have to say about that. Yeah. John Walsh, um, salute to that man for not becoming a fucking murderer himself. I, I mean, I can only imagine what... what I, what as a father you'd be thinking about doing constantly I, I I don't understand how you can live and stay fruitful and successful and creative and contributing as a member of society after something like that it would turn me into like I'd go after these I'd try and be a vigilante and try and find them you know what yeah. I mean it's just yeah it's fucked up yeah so the Jacksonville police holds the carpet in the car uh and the machete, I guess, mm-hmm. a, mach- a machete yeah. um, at their police department. And um, Hollywood is supposed to come up and get it, but they like don't for like a number of months. And then they do come get the machete, but they leave everything else. And then everything else just gets lost. Oh, great. Yeah. Interjurisdictional. It just uh, gets lost. Clerical errors yeah. making it so you can't fucking solve the case. So in his book, Tears Jesus. of Rage, John Walsh writes... They were a tiny local police agency that had limited resources and never manned a search anywhere near the size. We did have a gut intuition that mistakes were being made. Everything seemed so chaotic and so disorganized. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Fuck. So now just let's talk about the legacy of the case and of John Walsh, right? Yeah, please. Because there's, some, there's yeah. some light at the end of the tunnel. Good. Um. Adam's parents, Reve, Drew, and John Walsh became activists in the aftermath of their son's murder. 
Um, they founded the Adam Walsh Outreach Center for Missing Children out mm-hmm. of their garage, like mm-hmm. just a few days after his funeral. They so they got right to work. Um, they later lobbied for the Missing Children's Act, which was passed in 1984 by Ronald good, Reagan. Good. Um, they began to run a system for data to be entered in the FBI National Crime Information Center database about missing children. Mm-hmm. They obviously created the TV movie Adam, which mm-hmm. premiered in 1983 mm-hmm. that I told you about, and that film amassed 38 million views on its first airing. Wow. So it was hugely watched, hugely yeah. successful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, in 1984, John Walsh co-founded the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children mm-hmm. with Ronald Reagan, I think. Um, a few years later, in 1988, with absolutely no television or acting experience, John Walsh's like advocacy for exploited children and their families inspired Fox to produce a television series in which he that he would host. Yeah, called America's Most Wanted. Wow. America's Most Wanted features unsolved cases attempting to track down the criminal fugitives who were suspected of committing those crimes. Wow. Um, Code Adam. Remember? I told you about Code Adam. Yes. Yeah. So um, this is a quote. The Code Adam program for helping lost children in department stores is named in Adam's memory. By the late 1990s, Many malls, department stores, supermarkets, and other such retailers have adopted what is known as Code Adam, a movement first started by Walmart stores. So they first got it into Walmart. Well, yeah. Um, a Code Adam is announced when a child is missing in a store or if a child is found by a store employee or customer. If the child is lost or missing, all doors will be locked and a store employee is posted at every exit while a description of the child is generally broadcast over the intercom. Wow. So they created not just a legal, but a societal and cultural framework for to for helping missing children, helping yeah. find missing kids. Yeah. That's really, really incredible. It's so and you're incredible. right. That is that is a silver lining to one of the biggest, darkest clouds I've ever heard of. Yeah. Like the absolute worst of the fucking worst. Jesus. So the U.S. Congress also passed the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act in 2006. So their advocacy keeps going. Yeah, it has reached through the decades. President George W. Bush signed it into law. Um, They did like a ceremony on the South Lawn. Reve and John were there. Um, The bill institutes a national database for convicted child molesters. So they really were... The Walshes and JWs, what really were the leaders on the, um, wait, what's it even called? Why am I blanking? Like, basically, you're branded a sex offender. Sex offender registry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was the, that, that was new. Like, yeah. Um, so it increases penalties for sexual and violent offenses against children. Yes. And it, they also created a RICO division um for sexual predators and those who conspire with them no shit Mm -hmm. i actually watched a like a docuseries about this rico division Mm -hmm. in thailand under george w bush oh wow yeah i had to stop i only watched like an episode oh my god yeah all these taiwan taiwanese thai thai sorry i'm so sorry taiwan is not thailand all these thai children are getting touched let's just leave it at that it's so bad it's It's so so bad bad. stop touching your kids stop touching your kids don't touch your kids yeah um it's like pedophile disneyland out there that's what i hear yeah that's what i hear it's real bad it's all guys from like england and 
yeah. Canada and the yeah. U.S. It's sunburnt. Like so gross. Fucking, they are, yeah. Ugh, disgusting, yeah. pudgy, yes. fucking horrible. Yeah. Just, ugh. Ugh. Um, so the, the Adam Walsh reauthorization. I like to say, in contrast to the RICO unit, the mm-hmm. CIA ab- actually aids and abets. It actually does. Pedophiles. Truly, truly. Yeah. And it has been proven time and again. And I will do an episode on the finders, a yeah. supposed cult that, that was in Florida, was wasn't in it? Florida in the Tallahassee area oh my gosh, that the yeah. CIA was supporting about, and it was... They were doing weird stuff to kids. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yep. So um, this Adam Walsh Reauthorization Act that was passed in 2016 provides budgetary allotments to continue the programs that were passed in 2006. Yeah. It's just keeping it in. Um, There's also a Survivor's Bill of Rights that they enacted with the help of President Obama in 2016. Um, But really, I think... Even more than all these acts, which is so amazing, it's so incredible th- yeah. how prolific they were Seriously, and how much they turned their people. pain into action. Yeah. But honestly, mm-hmm. America's Most Wanted is truly the legacy of the death of Adam Walsh. Yeah, that is amazing. Like a, a thing that brings, it, because it's one thing to pass laws about it, and it's one thing to like create legal frameworks for helping and like databases and mm-hmm. all this, all this other stuff. Um, it's another completely different task to change the cultural landscape Mm -hmm. of america the whole whole country is now aware of stuff like this Mm -hmm. in a way that never would have happened if these people hadn't managed to turn their unbearable pain into something that was able to give back yeah yeah america's most wanted is the longest or was it was canceled in 2011 wow. but it was the long so it started in 1988 yeah it's incredible. 2011 it was the longest running crime reality show in fox's history and they captured more than 1200 fugitives from the show incredible yeah incredible so work. in t- and in 2003 you mentioned mm-hmm. elizabeth smart mm-hmm. john walsh had a huge part in solving that case no because kidding. of featuring it on america's most wanted that's fantastic. Yeah. He aired an episode about it where Ed Smart showed a picture of Brian David Mitchell's, I guess that's the guy who did it. His name was like a man. Three names. Oh my God. Three names. His appearance and like Mitchell's stepchildren saw the episode and they called the show. Yeah. And this led to the rescue of Elizabeth Smart and yep. the arrests of Brian David Mitchell and Wanda Barzi. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. She credits John Walsh with saving her. So, fuck yeah, John really Walsh. Cool. Fuck um, yeah. He was also then the host of The Hunt with John Walsh, which debuted in 2014 on CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, then The Hunt was succeeded by In Pursuit with John Walsh, which is on Investigation Discovery. Um, and it premiered in 2019 and it's still going on. Holy shit. In Pursuit wow, with John so Walsh. Wow. So, I have one degree of separation with john walsh you were both on investigation Investigation discovery Discovery. (laughs) holy shit um after adam's murder the walsh just had three more children megan callahan and hayden and uh callahan is on the show in pursuit with john walsh with his father wow that is so cool yeah well what a fucking amazing like i said before a silver lining, no matter how small, on the biggest, darkest cloud I've ever seen. Absolutely. An unbelievably heinous act. God damn, it really upset me to listen to all that. I, I just, when I hear about little kids getting hurt, it just, 
it just does something really primal to me. I fucking hate it so much. Sorry. You no, need, that's okay. You need brain bleach, but... I but do I need think, brain bleach, I and I, I hope our this... listeners don't need too much brain bleach. Dude, they love it. We love <laughs> this stuff, they love myself it? included. I want to know the grisly details. You do? I want to. Yes, I'm oh, sick. Man. But um, also because <laughs> I think the beauty of this episode is in how how the crime was positioned in such a way that actually really changed culture. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was... It was, yeah, exactly. It's another example of court, Florida mm-hmm. playing a part in being a cultural touchstone for America, being predictive of how the rest of America is going to be in the next five years. That's the genius of Florida. Yeah, For better is. and for worse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, guys. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to this episode with us. Uh, I hope what Kelsey Ann said is true and that you do like listening to the grizzly details because, whoo, that was dark. Um, we love you. Yeah, we do love you. Thank you for tuning day. in. Have a great night. Have a great day the next day after you from the night that was good. Have a good night's sleep too. Hope you, hope you, <laughs> Oh God. you know, hope you sleep like a baby. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, give us a rating and review if you can. We would love that. <laughs> yeah, we would love that. Truly. Or a subscribe. Um, again, we got to say it. We're so fucking excited about how our numbers have been going up and the analytics, like people are really actually starting to pick up and listen to this podcast, like all over. You should see the heat map. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, we appreciate it so much. We love you guys. Uh, like subscribe, all that shit you do to podcasts, you know, and then shit, you can check us out on Instagram at Florida woman dot pod. And you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Florida woman pod. And you can have yourself a merry old time. And we love you again. And goodbye.